I found something neat in this study Bible for the Spirit Life Study Bible on Isaiah 55, 9. And it's when you're praying and interceding for the lost or for seemingly impossible situations, it's good to remember these things and these, these points they pointed out. Light is more powerful than darkness. Truth is stronger than error. When you're praying for somebody, remember that. There's more grace in God's heart than sin in men's hearts. There's more power in the Holy Spirit to convict men of sin than there is power of satanic forces to tempt men to sin. There's more power in one drop of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus to cleanse men's hearts from the stain of sin than there is in the accumulated filth of men's sin since Adam and Eve. That was, that was a lot to say. Light's more powerful than darkness. Truth is stronger than error. There's more grace in God's heart than sin in men's hearts. There's more power in the Holy Spirit to convict men of sin than there is power of satanic forces to tempt them to sin. You know, we tend to turn everything over to the devil and, and, and act like he's more powerful than God. But truth and grace and righteousness and light are more powerful than, than the devil has anything to work, than anything he has to work with. And there's more power, and this is really good, in one drop of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus to cleanse men's hearts. One drop of the blood of Jesus. There's more power in that to cleanse men's hearts from the stain of sin than there is in the accumulated filth of men's sin since Adam and Eve. Now that's a big statement. There's more power in one drop of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus to cleanse us from sin, from the stain of sin, than there is in the accumulated filth of men's sin since Adam and Eve. Now that's a big statement. One drop of the blood of Jesus. So when we plead the blood over something, that's a powerful thing to do. And I'm, I'm reminded that the, that the Lord said to me, when you plead the blood over the government, if you're praying for your country, you plead the blood over the government, you're paralyzing the works of darkness. Because it says in Hebrews 2.14 that Jesus died to destroy and, and took the, the fear of death away. And, and he destroyed death through his death and one drop of the blood. He destroyed death and it means to render useless and idle or I like to say paralyze. So when you're praying for somebody and you proclaim the victory or plead the blood over that person and over the people counseling them, when you plead the blood of, of Jesus over that, then it paralyzes what Satan wants to do. And I tell you, I've had more fun doing that <laughs> in the last few years is because Jesus bore that he bore the sin of the world. When you take sin away from the devil, you've taken his toys away. He can't function. The only thing that gives him entrance into our lives or into the situation is the sin. And so when we cover that in the blood, and it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse for man to go on and sin. No, it's not. But it is an avenue to get the Holy Spirit in there. And the intensity of his ministry that we... Uh, need his help to, to do the ministry. And that's the beauty of, um, of understanding him a little bit better is that we know we have a helper and we know how, how powerful 
he is. I, I think so many times we look at the word helper and we think of the, the lady, the woman was brought forth to be a help for the man and she's in the helpership role. And we look at the helps ministry as a weaker vessel. Well, it may be, but um, uh, in Second Corinthians, we're told that the power of God comes through the weaker vessel. And, and God said, in your weakness, my power is more perfectly performed. That's in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. So um, uh, the Holy Spirit is the one that we need. And our, our ministry and the helps ministry is very powerful. And we need to learn to appreciate that more. So uh, we were looking. I don't know if we looked at this last time or not. But not last time, but the time before that. But talking about the Holy Spirit and how, how um, powerful he is. It says in Matthew eleven twelve, from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault and violent men seize it by force as a precious prize. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most, most ardent zeal and intense exertion. In the King James, it says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. So suffering violence, it's the, the kingdom there is in a passive position. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. And in the passive state, it's the subject is the, the receiver of the action of the verb. Uh, in the active state, the subject is the doer of the action of the verb. But in the passive state, which is what it is here, the kingdom of heaven is in a passive position and it suffereth violence. It's, it's the violent take it by force. So the, the passive voice represents the subject as being the recipient of the action. And um, uh, it's, in other words, it's not going to come to you. You've got to go to it and pick it up and take it. You have to take hold of things and receive it. And I, I'm, I may have said this before, but there's three different places of taking. You can uh, receive it. Someone can just come and set it in your hand and you take it and you receive it. Or they set it there and you pick it up or you snatch it. And this is the snatching. And this is what happens in the rapture. Jesus is going to come pick the fruit off the, off the vines. And let's hope that you and I are part of that fruit because, uh, we want to uh, be ready. That's the whole point is, you know, the, the 10 virgins in Matthew 25, the 10 virgins, those who were ready went in and um, they closed the door. And the bride has made herself ready, it says in, the, in Revelations chapter 19. So we want to be ready and we want to take hold of the kingdom. And it says in Acts chapter 2, I related this to Acts chapter 2, where it says, Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them tongues like as of fire that set upon them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I would pray that if you're interested in being effective as an intercessor, that you are filled with the Holy Spirit to the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You know, when I was coming along, uh, and I've been walking with the Lord since uh, for 50 years now. Wow, it seems a long time. <laughs> and it's been a wonderful walk. And I'm grateful 
that uh, that I've had this walk. But in my early days, the first five years of my life with him, I wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I wanted the evidence of speaking in other tongues, but I never could. I never could get there for some reason. And back then, there was a bad um, attitude about it. It was uh, it was like if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, you weren't even saved, and that's not true. I knew I was saved, and I had really the evidence in every area except I didn't speak in other tongues. And I really believe that some people are freer by their spirit than others are. And and I was not a free spirit. I needed to be released in some areas. And so it took me a long time, five years actually, but a lot of it was because of the bad teaching I had where people challenged me and said, well, you're not even saved if you don't pray in other tongues. And I knew that wasn't right. And uh, I would even go into my bedroom and get on my knees and the scripture said, open your mouth and I'll fill it. So I'd open my mouth and he didn't fill it. And finally, a friend at a prayer group uh, got me aside. And I was so tired of seeking after the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the speaking in other tongues that I was just, I just gave up. I just said, I'm done. Lord, if you want me to have this gift, if you want me to speak in other tongues, uh, then you'll have to give it to me because I don't know what else to do here. And I'm tired of chasing after something that I don't see any, any luck. A lot of times that's a good place to get. I'm just, I'm ready. To, I, I either need, I need to, the grace to go on or I need to know what's going on. And um, he, I was at this Bible, this prayer group and the lady came over to me and asked me, uh, do you speak in, do you pray in the, are, are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? And I said, well, I don't speak in other tongues if that's what you're asking, but I think I have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because if they gave characteristics of an example that you were filled with the Holy Spirit, I had all but one, and that was the speaking in other tongues. And so I was gotten very frustrated with that. So she gave me a couple of words from her language. And and I, I was just so fed up with the whole affair that I just said, whatever, if it'll make her happy, Lord, she can pray for me. And I like to say, you know, who started getting happier after that, because it was quite a week for me after I got filled with the Spirit. And uh, so uh, she gave me those words. And and then the next day she called me and she asked me, uh, she just started sharing with me that when she was filled with the Holy Spirit, she only got one word, one or two words. And she just kept saying those words over and over again. And just she finally she said, Lord, when you get tired of hearing this, you'll have to give me more. I thought, well, gosh, I didn't know. I thought you just had to, you know, pray out in other tongues and, and it just happened to you. But actually you participate when we just saw that we're partners with him. So it's my mouth and my voice and I had to give voice to him. And so um, we are partners in this. Maybe you've been struggling with uh, a release of the, the prayer language for your in your life. Uh, and he's here to help you. He's not, he's not withholding anything from you. He's here to help you. He wants you to be released. And, and I'll show you um, one of the scriptures that we have is, um, it says in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God reveals them unto us by his spirit. The channel in which God reveals these things that eye has not seen nor ear heard, 
that channel comes through his spirit for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Well, the word searches there means uh, uh, to, to investigate and to say and to speak and to utter. And the root word to that is to pour forth. So there's a pouring forth. There's a place of pouring forth where you're just flowing out of your spirit. You're not, it's not in your head and you're not deciding things to say. It's just, it's pouring out like water out of a pitcher. And you can't do that without praying in other tongues. You need the, the gift of prayer, the gift of the prayer language to get into the deep things of God. I, I really think all the gifts of the spirit, which are, um, uh, um, oh, all of a sudden I went blank, but the, all the gifts of praying in other tongues, uh, discerning of spirits, gifts of healings, workings of miracles, all the gifts of the spirit in first Corinthians 12. You, you need the, I think the praying in the Holy ghost with the praying in other tongues is the doorway into all the other gifts. And so, uh, it says here, he's going to investigate and search out the deep things and pour forth and utter the, they're revealed to us by the spirit through the channel of the Holy Ghost. So we need we need to be filled with him. And we were looking at Acts chapter 2 where there's suddenly a sound from heaven and they were all filled with, and began to speak in other tongues with the Spirit gave them utterance. That's the same word. He, he, he investigates and pours forth and gives utterance. Well, you can't, you can't do that sufficiently and try to stay in your English language. You know, when the Holy Spirit moves, when the Spirit gets to moving, it can move fast. It's, it's not uh, stop and think and stop and go. And he, he pours out. He moves fast. I know when I've um, had meetings and, and we've had people to, to the altar and I'm laying hands on people, uh, I've had him say to me, now don't try to figure this out because you'll slow me down. And don't try to tap into their emotions about this because it'll slow me down. It's just like, boom, 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 boom. Just move. You got to move with the Holy Ghost when it comes time. Well, I can't think of the right things to say all the time, but I can pray in other tongues. And that's why he wants us to have that gift. And so the kingdom endures violent assault and violent men seize it by force. Well, where did the, the, and it's not violent like killing somebody violent. Violent means energetic. There's an energy to grabbing hold. There's an energy in intercessory prayer that you need the Holy Spirit to be released in. There's an energy that we have to have to do the work of the kingdom. It, it's, it's an energetic. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violent and the energetic take it by force. And where do you get that? You get that out of Acts chapter 2. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Uh, the rushing mighty wind. That's the same word as the violent take it by force. The Russian mighty. Where do you get that energy and that violence? You get it from the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And what does it say in Jude about building yourselves up on your most holy faith? praying in the Holy Ghost. What does that do? 
It's building me up, building me up, building me up in my, my inner man. My spirit man is getting stronger and stronger as I pray in other tongues, pray in other tongues. And you know what? You can get revelation in there. You go in there praying in other tongues. You might have a, uh, when I first got started, I had a, um, a, a notebook and I would ask questions to the Lord and I would go into the Proverbs, start reading the proverb of the day and I could pray in the Holy Ghost and answers would come. See, it's an exciting time. I just pray that you be filled with the Holy Spirit right now, even as we're talking right now that we all be filled with it. I mean, you don't get filled once and stay there. You've got to stay refilling. Remember, he said, be fruitful, multiply, ref, uh, replenish. So our spirits need to be replenished. I just pray that we all be replenished as we're listening to this right now, that we be replenished in our spirits, that we have that energy of the Holy Spirit, uh, energy to grab hold of the the. Uh, the will of God, grab hold of the love of God and do it for others. And we'll be seeing in the future how, uh, you know, it says love never fails. Well, when you're, when you're hiding out in the love of God, you won't ever fail. And so uh, intercessory prayer is a great place to do that because, listen, love never seeks its own. So when you're seeking God for somebody else, that's when all your needs get met. Amen. So I just praise you, Father, and thank you for a fresh anointing in each and every one of us as we as we're right here, Lord, for your for your visitation in our lives, for your fresh anointing in our lives. Thank you for it, Lord. We just receive it. Thank you for refurbishing us, re replenishing us in your spirit. In Jesus' name, God bless you. See you next time. Amen. What a great teaching. You know, Mary Jean's teaching from her book, Woman Imagine. Years ago when Mary Jean was asking the Lord what her position was in the kingdom of God, he revealed to her the woman's purpose, position, and power. And she's written two books, Woman Imagines being the latest one. And they're great for a daily devotional or for a small ladies group. But if you'd like to get these, the address is on the bottom of the screen. I know they'll be a blessing to you.